and welcome to the R. Jackson Home Podcast. This week I'm joined by Judy Renshaw. She's the former Executive Director of Leadership Programs at the Jackson Chamber and Brandy Stutzman, the Director of Leadership Development at the Jackson Chamber. Welcome to the podcast. Thank, Thank you, you for having us. So this, we're having you guys on to talk about, that was really cute how you said it at the same time. Um, so this week you have you both on to talk about a very auspicious occasion, which is? The 40th class of Leadership Jackson. Yeah, and I was cla- I was in class probably, what, 37, I'm guessing? Mm-hmm, 15, four years ago, so 36. 36, not good at math, it's not how you get <laughs> but, um, And so for 40 class times, not 40 years, but 40 classes of Leadership Jackson have uh, been, and this is the 40th class active right now, right? Correct. And, um, and so we are here to kind of talk about the history about that a little bit and why that's important to our city. So, uh, but before we get to the program itself, let's talk about you two ladies and how you guys got involved with it. So Judy, you were, you were there at the beginning. So I was, I was. Um, in 1975, I started working with the Jackson Chamber. And in 78, we started working toward uh, developing the program, and then it started in 79. So I was in that good position of being able to step right in and and work with the program. And what did you do, like what were you doing that put you in a position to, to run this program? Well, I hope that they saw uh, the talents and abilities in me that could uh, help to guide the program forward. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, we had a lot of great executive committee members on our board that were involved with the program when it was started. And we were developing and creating the program. Um, what we really wanted to do was to look at the few communities that were already starting leadership programs and find what their best um best leadership skills, best uh, practices were for what they were doing in their communities and then maybe bring some of that to our program and then add in components for our own community that was tailored to us. And what were you doing at the chamber prior to? Well, you know, it was one of those things where I was really uh, lucky to be able to come in at the chamber and basically work through just about every position at the chamber. So I actually started as a receptionist at the chamber and uh, then grew from there into leadership positions within and management positions within the chamber. Cool. And then so when did you retire? I retired about three years ago in 2015. Yeah. And so as you retire, mm-hmm. Brandy comes on the scene, but you'd been at the chamber previous to Leadership Jackson as well, right? Yes, I started in June of 2007, sorry, (laughs) so 11 years ago. And what did you start off doing? I started out as Judy's assistant. There we go. So, learn from the master. Yeah, (laughs) and and so, but over time you became the person that was going to take over these programs. Yes, um, in 2013. Um, 2013, Judy had approached me of starting to take over Leadership University um, because um, she was going to start transitioning transitioning into her retirement. Mm -hmm. So um, she must have felt very comfortable with me Mm -hmm. to take over her babies. So um, I was very honored to be able to take over that program. Now you took over Leadership University, which is different than Leadership Jackson. Correct. Yes. So tell us real quickly, what is Leadership University? Um, Leadership University is a youth leadership development program for high school juniors in Jackson, Madison County. It consists of um, homeschool, private school, and public schools. We select 40 students to go through the program every year. It is 
mirrored off of the Leadership Jackson program and all of the my Leadership Jackson board, Leadership University board members, I apologize, mm-hmm. are former Leadership Jackson graduates. Gotcha. Okay, so you start and way to think ahead on the retirement yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, several years in advance start that transition process, which is great. But um, so you started doing that and then when did you start being involved with the Leadership Jackson program? Um, in May of 2015, Judy announced her retirement. So Ryan Porter and I tag team the class of 2015 um, together. So Which your was my class, class, yes, the, <laughs> Just the, best class. the best class ever. So I have been told. Yeah, that, you know, every class says that they're in the best Absolutely, class ever. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, so now you are over both leadership programs. Yes. Right. Judy, you're retired. Yes. What are you doing in retirement? Well, my husband and I are traveling. We just got back from uh, seven weeks in Canada and Alaska okay. with our fifth wheel, which was a, an amazing journey and adventure, <laughs> yeah. I like to call it. Uh, so, yeah, uh, and that's one of the reasons I retired. It wasn't because I didn't love my job and the programs that I worked with. I really did. In fact, I, I cried when I told um, you know my boss that I was retiring. Uh, but uh, I felt like that uh, at uh, the age that I was getting to in my upper 60s, then it was time for us to kind of uh, focus on family. And uh, we have kids that are in New York, uh, California, mm-hmm. uh, Tampa, and, and next door. So mm-hmm. uh, we wanted to be able to travel to see our kids and, yeah. and then you know to have our own adventures. Yeah. And Brandy, since you've been over LJ for a couple of years now, what is what is the part that you enjoy the most? Everyone asks me that, and it's so difficult to try to explain it because you you're seeing people's lives change throughout the program. And oh, I'm getting a little misty. Um, they they just it's like a person, you know, it's like a butterfly coming out, and uh, it's just seeing the transformation of a person um, going throughout the program and mm-hmm. the relationships that are built throughout the program. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very impactful because, um, as you know, mm-hmm. going through the class, you know, you will have lifelong friends um, just within that class. Mm-hmm. So, and you're exposed to so much more. You're exposed to Leadership Jackson Alumni Association, which gives you a net, network of resources available to you with over a thousand plus alumni that's a big network of of resources to have yeah and a connection too you know they have that connection of the experience that they had in going through leadership jackson Mm -hmm. and so you always have that uh, as a conversation piece um you know plus as a resource yeah well let's take a quick break and we'll come back and kind of talk about the program kind of what are the foundations of it and what goes on during that program so so between the tennessee and mississippi rivers this is our jackson home Welcome to our Jackson home. This week I'm joined by Judy Renshaw and Brandy Stetsman, who have both been in charge of the Leadership Jackson program uh, throughout its throughout its history. Like this is this is the history of our, the Leadership Jackson program right here. Going back mm-hmm. 40 classes ago. Yes. Why did Jackson feel the need? Why did the Jackson Chamber feel the need to take the time and the money and the the expertise mm-hmm. to build this program? Like what was the what was the need that it was filling? Well, in 1978, uh, my boss at the time went to a national chamber conference, and he came back, 
and there was just the the beginning stages of communities being intentional about creating leadership for their community Um, and we felt like that that was a strong component of a strong community and so we felt like uh, we wanted to be forward thinking and we wanted to be one of the uh, communities on the cutting edge of that program and so we began with uh, talking with some of our executive committee members Harvard Alexander was one of the key people uh, he, Who's been a guest on this program? Yes, yes, and we have an award named after him for, that our alumni receive as well. But uh, Harvard and Larry Welch, who was the executive of the chamber at the time, uh, we started planning, looking at best practices, looking at issues within our community, and started developing the program itself at that point in time. Uh, of course, you know when you're starting a new program, uh, people are not familiar with it and what you're doing, and so. We had to go out and individually talk with uh, business leaders and industry leaders about what our plan was, what we were trying to do, what our vision was for Leadership Jackson to be intentional about creating leaders for our community and uh, for them to be invested in our community and want to serve to make our community a better place. And so in our first class, I think we had 28 uh, people in our class, which is very close to the 30 that we kind of limit it to. And so that's kind of how we got started. We planned for a year and then started the program in 1979. Was there a lot of applicants that first year or was it kind of like, you're like, you're in, you're in, you're in? Yeah, I mean, it was it was talking with community leaders at that point in time and business owners um, about what we were trying to do and saying, please help us by investing the time of one of your employees or yourself, you know, in the program. Uh, and I think they bought into our goal and, and our vision and what we were trying to do. And so they invested the time of their employees to be in the program. And it's really rewarding for me when I look back now um, to the classes and I see that we have leadership alumni on the county commission, the city council, the school board, uh, at nonprofit presidents and board members, you know, have been uh, graduates of Leadership Jackson, mm-hmm. industry plant managers and uh, business owners, entrepreneurs in our community like you um, are people that are graduates of the program. So it uh, really says a lot for our community that we've invested the time and the energy and the money into um, having people that are invested in our community and want to make it a better place. Mm-hmm. Between that first class and the class, you know, what were some of those biggest changes that you saw over that course of your time there? Well, you know, as Brandy mentioned before in our first segment, it's a continuous improvement. And that was a goal that I had when we started the program is if it's good this year, it can be better next year. And so what can we bring, incorporate into the program that's a best practice or a current issue that we can uh, merge into the program or leadership development um, that we can incorporate into the program. So when we started, you won't believe this, based on the time that you spent in Leadership Jackson, uh, the program was from two to four. Uh, And I think we maybe had eight sessions or something like Uh that. So you can see the transition. Oh yeah. Because when we started out, you know, there was no way that people were gonna commit a full day once a week for so many weeks for somebody to invest in the program. So we started out very small and then built the program. Every year it transitioned into a better program and a stronger program. And I will say too that we, in in being visionary about starting this program, 
uh, Jackson is the third largest or the, the third oldest program in the state of Tennessee. Memphis and Nashville started one year before us in, in uh, 1978. So we were for Tennessee programs, we were on the cutting edge, and I think there's over 100 leadership development programs in the state uh, now. And, of course, they're incorporated in all the states across the United States now. And, Brandy, why don't you tell us about the program today? Well, the program today, um, it's 13 weeks. It's every Wednesday uh, for 13 weeks. There is a two-day overnight retreat that we take them out and do a COPES course with them at Camp McMorris. Um we every program session day has a different topic where um, one day we'll focus on the humanity of leadership focus on our nonprofits um, poverty you know what is our community doing to address those issues um, we have a criminal justice day where we speak to the sheriff's department and um, the police department as well as we have a judge come in and talk about you know different issues that they're dealing with um, throughout the criminal justice process um, we develop our leaders we have a one hour at the beginning of every session that's their skill building exercises um, and it kind of sets it sets the tone for the day um, whether it be healthcare, we have someone that comes in and talks about a skill building exercise that has to deal with healthcare, or um, we have someone come in and talk about multi-generational workforces. Mm -hmm. We have someone that comes in and speaks about um, the five levels of leadership. And it's very important to have those skill building exercises because we want to make the people aware of what our community needs are and our resources that we have in our community, but we want want them to also grow as individuals as well throughout the program. And um, I believe Judy started that practice mm -hmm. um, a few years ago, starting mm -hmm. that skill building exercise that first hour of every session, program session day. And who are the people that are in the program today? Like, what are the type of people in it today? Like, you know, when Judy was talking about that first class, you're like going around and like having to ask people and sign up, like, do lots of people apply today? Yes. Um, we have a selection process. Um, every person that is nominated for the Leadership Jackson program has to have a personal interview with a selection committee. It's five Leadership Jackson that alum that have been through the program and know they know what they're looking for as a participant for the Leadership Jackson program. So as far as like an average of how many nominations we have per year, um, I can't really tell you. Um, is it a maybe, secret or you don't know? Well, I don't know because I kind of just, I manage what I have to manage uh -huh. for them. Yeah. And they, the selection committee takes on everything else. Gotcha. So. So it's probably it's, like it's well people. It's well over the class size. Yes. Yeah. It's well over the class size. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like a thousand or two thousand. No, not that many people. But, but um, hundreds of thousands. Yeah. Hundreds yeah. of thousands of people. Everyone in Jackson Everyone has been... Jackson. You know. It is a very competitive process, mm -hmm. um, and one of the things that we want to emphasize is if you don't make it the first year, you know, please apply again. A lot of times we have had people that didn't make it the first year that they applied, mm -hmm. uh, reapplied, and then told us, I am so glad I didn't make it last year because 
this was the class that I was supposed to go go through with, or so many things happened that particular year that they didn't go through that it would have impeded their progress in being in the program. So continue to apply for the program if you don't make it the first time. Uh, please don't take it as a negative that you know you're not a leader because a lot of times they look at your schedule, they look at what you have coming up, and uh, and look at the time commitment that it is for Leadership Jackson and maybe the time and the things that you're already involved with and maybe feel like that uh, another year would be a better year for you to get more out of the program. Mm -hmm. So please continue to apply. And remember that being able to accept um, not being in something or not being selected for something and how you handle that rejection is also a leadership trait. Uh, so you want to build on that as well. Mm-hmm. When you think about the outcomes for the program, like what are you hoping to see in the graduates? Um, to continue to make Jackson a great place to live. Um, I think they invest so much time into the Leadership Jackson program because it's it's not easy. It's very it's a big time commitment, mm-hmm. and just to see them go on and the great things that they do, um, I could name off so many alum that are doing great things in in Jackson. You know, our our alum list is quite long, and mm-hmm. there are a lot of um, great mm-hmm. people on that alumni list. So just to continue to see how they're improving Jackson, mm-hmm. and the visions that they have for the community that they want to live in. I think one of the things that Uh, just like Brandy said, you know, their investment in the community, but it's also their investment back into their business or company or whoever sponsored them because they're going back as a a more equipped, uh, better equipped leader Mm -hmm. to invest their time in their Mm -hmm. their business or company Mm -hmm. or industry that they came from. And so we want to see them to grow within that company as well. But it is, like Brandy said, um, rewarding to see the transformation that takes place and them wanting to invest themselves in the area that they have a passion Mm -hmm. because everybody has an area that they're interested in and they have a passion for. And so that's where they're going to put their energies is in all those different areas. And we have such a diverse class for Leadership Jackson that that makes it even better because... Uh, their interests are so varied that that means that there's going to be so many different areas of the community that they're going to invest their time in. Mm -hmm. What have been some of your favorite Leadership Jackson moments? Once we had someone who was um, large (coughs) in girth, Uh, they were a large person, and went to the Cope Retreat and a coat retreat, for those of you who don't know, is yes. a high ropes course yes, and a I, low ropes course. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the day that uh, they did the wall, you remember the wall, Kevin, uh, it's like a 12-foot wall that you have to scale over with your, with your uh, classmates. And he was not able to make it over the wall. Mm-hmm. And he was, you could tell, he was dejected. He was really feeling down. Uh, That night, he called his wife and said, I need you to come and pick me up. I cannot do this. And the class members were so invested in him that they went back out there with him. Every member of the class was there with him, 
and they got him over that wall. Mm-hmm. And it was, I mean, it would bring tears to your eyes. He was a transformed person. He really was. I mean, that meant so much to him for the class to have invested in, and believed in him that he could get over that wall. And he was so committed to that class and to uh, investing himself in the community after that, that it was a pivotal moment for him. So I think that's one of my memories mm-hmm. of something that makes you feel so good to be just this small part of what people experience when they go through Leadership Jackson. Yeah. Brandy? I have, I have some funny ones. Um, <laughs> well, the funniest thing that comes to mind was during your class, and um, we had a Leadership Jackson impact run a few nights before your program session day, and someone had brought um, a box of t-shirts and set it in the chamber for a couple of days. So we have your program session day, we uh, bring the box in about lunchtime, then your class goes and takes the tour of downtown. We come back into the the classroom or the chamber boardroom and something is not smelling exactly right. Um, so we told everyone, if you want a t-shirt, feel free to go and just get what si- whatever size you want out of this box. Well, Sarah Johnson, the chair of Leadership Jackson last year, um, she is digging through the box and she's trying to find a certain size of shirt. And she is, um, she is just like, oh my gosh, there is something alive in this box. So the class is just kind of ignoring her, mm-hmm. saying, oh don't be dramatic it's okay it's a spider or something well she goes back and she digs it in there again and it moved and um there was a live possum in (laughs) in the chamber for two days and in a box in the boardroom during a leadership jackson program session day so um a few of the (laughs) <laughs> even even the animals want to get involved that's in right, that's right, yeah. that's right. so a few of the, the guy um, <laughs> class members they dig all the t-shirts out and they let the possum go in the parking lot of the chamber yeah, so they say, say they set the possum free but that had to be the funniest thing that I've ever seen during the program it was pretty awesome <laughs> and still a, a joke that we, we have today within yes. our class is talking about possums Yes. so um, those are both Good memories in different ways. Um, <laughs> now, and you mentioned something about the impact run. You know, LJ is how does LJ get stay involved in the community? They do some projects during their their work year, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Um, during their thirteen week program, um, they are divided up into groups, and each group is responsible for um, a group project. They have to come up with a group project that is for the betterment of our community. Whether that be um, a couple of references are the class of 1982 started Crime Stoppers in our community. Mm-hmm. Um, the class of 2014, they started um, um, seats in the city for bus stops that didn't have seats at the bus stops. Um, there are so many different group projects. Um, you can go to our website leadershipjackson.com and there's a complete list of group mm-hmm. projects um, that's on the website one thing that i'm really really proud of last one of last year's groups they helped the arise to read program that goes into jackson madison county school systems and helps um, second graders learn their sight words so 
that was a great benefit for our school system that that um, group reached out mm-hmm. to them and you know made those connections there to help the mm-hmm. rise to read program mm-hmm. that's yeah. great and they're always looking for people to help <clears throat> with that program yeah. absolutely now the impact run is a big component of how the LJ's involved mm-hmm. community when did that get started that got started in the class of 2009. Well, 2019. No, it started in 2019. Um, no, not, that's not, not 19. No, I'm sorry. 2009. <laughs> that, that hasn't come yet. Yeah, that's next year. Maybe we'll revamp it next year. But um, the class of 2009 started that project, and there it went to. It was an. It was a run that one of the group projects mm-hmm. put on. Yep. And the the funds that they received from that went to Cypress Grove Park. Mm-hmm. Um, and each year, a committee um, comes together through the Leadership Jackson Alumni Associations, and they select a benefactor for nonprofit a nonprofit mm-hmm. benefactor for the the Leadership Jackson Impact Run. And it has grown <laughs> significantly from when we first started. I mean, it, yes. I think the benefit. Uh, the, the check the first time was like two hundred dollars, and you know, then the last one was like what six thousand dollars. Six thousand. So you can see how it's grown. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, over the time, and it's um, it's such a benefit for our nonprofits. I mean, they leadership Jackson has impacted so many nonprofits in our community because they've uh, invested themselves in um, in ARM in ARM for uh, redoing rooms for them for the homeless. Um, for um, the, they have done so many different rooms and I can't even name them all mm-hmm. uh, for nonprofits in our community. So they've invested a lot. Well, ladies, thank you so much for joining us today and talking about Leadership thank Jackson. You. And um, if people want to know more, where do they go? They can go to the Jackson Chambers website, um, jacksontn.com, or they can go to Leadership Jackson, leadershipjackson.com. And if they want to be in Leadership Jackson, when does that process happen? The nomination process starts June of every year. Mm-hmm. Um, the deadline for nominations is the first week of July of every year. Um, then there is app, um, the interview process. Normally we select um, the class about the 15th of August so they can make sure that all the program session dates are on their calendar because mm-hmm. it is such a big time commitment. We want them to make all the appropriate arrangements that they need to make with their staff and their families and and everything that they have to plan for during the 13-week program. One thing, Kevin, I will yeah. say about the program, too, is that uh, when we go to the state conferences or national conferences either, most of the leadership development programs are one day uh, or maybe two days once a month. And Leadership Jackson is uh, unique in that perspective that there's very few programs that have the intensity of Leadership Jackson that you have it every week. But we have revisited and revisited that with alumni. And if you think about it, if you're seeing each other once a week, the bond that you develop in the class is so much more significant mm-hmm. that if you only see them once a month, you have to, there's a time that you have to use to just reconnect. So mm-hmm. we feel like that our program works with it being once a week, even though it is it is a process that you have to work through um, because you're having you're reducing people to a four day work week, mm-hmm. which is difficult. But the outcome on the, the end is so much more significant uh, in relationships and the bond that you've developed with the people that you go through the program with. 
All right. Well, thank you, and I hope more people apply next year. I know I had a great time in it, and I know lots of other people have too. So, But Judy and Brandy, thank you for joining us and helping thank to make you. Jackson a thank better place so to live. We appreciate your interest. Today's podcast was hosted by Kevin Adelsberger. Our intro music was performed by Aaron Harden. It was recorded live at The Code. To find out more about The Code, visit the website at www.atthecode.com. To find out more about our Jackson home and to read more about how amazing Jackson is, visit rjacksonhome.com.